welcome to Taking It Personally, the podcast for heart-led entrepreneurs who have a message to share through their business to positively impact the world. I'm Elle Turner, writer, business mindset mentor, mother and lifelong learner who wants to show you that when business is personal, that's when it can really make a difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you and in the wider world. I'm on a heart-led mission to harness the power of thought leadership, mindset and personal growth to help you express your heartfelt, soul-led message with confidence to the world and grow your own impactful business. So whether you're a coach, a consultant, an author, a speaker, or in any other business, if you have a message to share and a positive impact to make, then here's my number one tip. Join me on this podcast every week and let's find out what we can do by taking it personally. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast where we talk about all things entrepreneurial leadership and mindset so that you can grow your heart-led, impact-driven business and live the life that resonates with you, that's in harmony with you at a heart and soul level. Hey there, it's Elle here from lturner.me bringing you a special episode of Taking It Personally today because not only do we have a lovely guest, we have a lovely returning guest, which I'm delighted about. Lorianne Morabito is a best-selling author and speaker who can help you turn your story and expertise into a speech that you can share to draw in your ideal clients. Welcome, Lorianne, or should I say welcome back? Because as well as all your other achievements, you were my very first guest on Taking It Personally. (laughs) So I am extra special delighted to have you back here. So thank you for coming to visit us again. Thank you. It's my Pleasure. <laughs> well, for those of you who have been with me for a while, you may remember when Lorianne joined us the last time, uh, just about 15 months ago or so, I think, she spoke with us about how speaking is the best way to market your business and how many how many speaking opportunities there actually are to help you do that. And here's the thing, we know how important visibility is for our business. But we also know that the idea of public speaking to achieve visibility can be daunting. So Lorianne has joined us today to talk about how to learn to feel safe speaking up and sharing your thoughts and your ideas and your stories and how liberating it can actually feel to do so. And I think this is just a great topic for us, Lorianne. So I'm appreciative that you've come to talk to us about it today. Um, So let's just get right into it, because you've said quite a few times that you used to be very shy and Mm -hmm. that you are an introvert. So I'm guessing it probably wasn't your first thought to jump up on a stage and have lots of eyes staring at you. So why did you choose to do that? And and how did you learn to feel safe doing that? Well, I didn't decide like, hey, I want to be a speaker. Hey, I want to speak. Maybe in the back of my mind, it was like a little dream of mine. But honestly, when the opportunity came, I didn't think I was ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally, I was part of a committee, a small committee of women who were arranging like this networking, you know, like this networking event that had like education plus let's meet some other people. Mm-hmm. And they literally like all turned to me and said, you do the speaking. <laughs> and my head just shook. Yes. And inside <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I can, I can feel head. that. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny, like looking back on it. But 
one of the things that I've noticed, you know, like along my journey, there have been many times that I have just said yes, even when I didn't think I was ready, nor, and this is kind of an important part, I didn't really know like what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I never mm-hmm. thought, well, what's going to ha- like, what's the audience going to think? Like I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of like, well, what am I going to talk about? Or what if I flub up? I just was like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> um, again, not, I wasn't ready. Yeah. And so that's, that's, Interesting, actually. So talk to me a wee bit about the idea of being ready, because that that's something I think we all feel we we want to be. But I don't know if I've ever really been ready for anything. So I'm not sure if I know what ready feels like or if I just think there's a, a feeling called being ready. <laughs> I don't know if there actually there is. is one. I don't think there is. Either. No, no. But I think it, it does. It's a great excuse. I'm not ready. Well, then what would ready look like? What would ready feel like? And most of the time, like my clients, they can't answer that. Mm. So I think it becomes just this speed bump because like, well, I'm not ready. Well, what do you mean? You're not? Well, I don't have a speech ready. Right. Okay, so like, let's, let's put the speech together. But then it's like, well, I don't know who I'm going to be speaking to. And I don't have a date on the calendar, so there's no motivation to actually write that speech. And so I tell people, like, you got to get ready to be ready. Mm, mm -hmm, What if mm -hmm. you just started doing the things behind the scenes, which will help you move in that direction of being more ready, so that when that opportunity does knock, it's like, oh, yeah. And that's why I I think it's, yeah, it maybe was a good thing then that you didn't think about what could go wrong, because that's what blocks us so many times is that their brain immediately jumps to, oh, well, this will happen or people will not like what I have to say or they'll heckle me or they'll, you know. And it's only really once you've, I guess, the feeling of readiness comes with hindsight that you realise you were ready. Yeah. Yeah. But all the funny things that people say, like the, the what ifs, like here's mm-hmm. a great one. I always get the what if somebody asked me a question I can't answer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're like, well, you're not expected to know everything about your topic, like mm-hmm. because there's still like there's always like research and more data that's coming out every single day. Like you can't be expected to know everything. Mm-hmm. So I always give them some great wording to to answer that person, and then you just follow up later. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. And this is all about the the feeling of safety. Then what what for each of us individually is going to cultivate that feeling of safety. It might be different. Yes, it will be different. Everybody's got a different experience. But it's really about getting out there and sharing your message. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit at a time. Like, it's almost like doing the reps at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, like you mm-hmm. walk into the gym and you can't do, like, 25 pounds, you know, for bicep curls. You know, it's like, well, let me, like, go back down to these, like, five pounds. You know, because that's, like, I can do that. But to challenge mm-hmm. ourselves to do like seven and then 10. That's exactly what sharing your story does for you. One, you Mm -hmm. get better at telling your story. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times like I, this comes from my healthcare days when I was in direct patient care and I did testing. Mm -hmm. I would explain to the patient like from beginning to end, like exactly what I was going to do for them. Mm -hmm. And I would joke with them because it literally was a speech that I had said thousands of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would look at them and I'd say, how many times do you think I said that today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it gets easier. It gets, the more that we say it, 
you know, it gets easier, but also I feel more confident in the way that I say it. Yes. And guess what? When I feel more confident, the person that is listening to me, so this counts for like a story, if you're speaking at a meeting, if you're speaking virtually, if you're speaking on a podcast, the more you tell your story, the more confident you feel your host, your audience, your listener, they're going to feel that confidence. Yes. And yes. now you've built safety on both sides. And that's very important because I think we've, we've all had the experience of recognizing somebody feeling uncomfortable and lacking in confidence and that detracts very much from the experience of listening to what they're saying because you feel so much for them I don't know about you but I start to feel kind of anxious on their behalf (laughs) and so I start not feeling confident so you're you're so right about the the thinking of it from the perspective of creating safety on both sides and I guess that comes back to a lot of other things that we talk about in business too is as to not being quite so self-focused, thinking about the impact on the client and thinking about the impact that you're wanting to have on the audience rather than how you're going to feel doing the thing. What would you say in relation to speaking about that? I'm going to go back to that very first time that I said yes to something yeah. that I wasn't ready for. Yeah. Because what I did, part of how I stood up in front of those people and spoke for 20 minutes was because I came from a place of service. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like I literally didn't worry about anything else before, during, after. I just like I spoke, I shared, and it was so well received. Mm-hmm. I gave mm-hmm. them something to think about, mm-hmm. but it all came from this place of let me just serve this audience, and I did serve the audience. You know? Yeah, like I look back on it now, it's like it's hilarious. Like there was no beginning, there was no ending. You know, it was just <laughs> like I was just teaching. I went into teacher mode, which I talk about a lot. Like, I really just wanted to get away from the front of the room. Yeah. Because I was just like, like, I don't know how to end this. So I was just like, so I, I literally said, I'm done. So I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you want to talk to me, I'll be in the back of the room. <laughs> like, that was my way of like, okay, like, I've done my part. And now we'll do the, the networking will begin now. Yeah. But I did it. And guess what? It was just like, I've done speech number one. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I get to move on. That's how you move on to speech number two and three and 1,000 and 2,000, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And I think because we, when we have really big goals and really huge intentions for our business and the message that we're wanting to share through having a business. And when you when you have a big goal, you sometimes forget, or I certainly can be guilty of forgetting that the first step has to come first before you can get to the the hundred step. You may want to take a hundred steps, but you don't start at step a hundred. You start at step one. I think that that's an important point is the value and the experience in step number one, not to discount that. Do you have fond memories of speech number one? Well, I do because one, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Two, I mean, I, I look back at it and I just say like, oh my God, that was so funny. But I was also validated when I said, you know, if you have any questions, I'll be in the back of the room. And so in the back of the room, like people came up to me and said, do you work with people? Do you work with clients? Do you have a website? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was just like, what? No. <laughs> I literally, like I wasn't, again, I didn't think about what was going to happen afterwards. Okay. okay. I just came to serve. But the answer was, I was like, yeah, I do. Um, here's my website. But I didn't tell the room. But, you know, like, but again, I learned from that. So, okay, like the next time, this is what I want to do. So, 
going back to like the liberating that's where it starts to get liberating is because like oh wow look what i did Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it even better next time now my sister when i spoke on leadership and corporate engagement uh, my sister was um, actually my assistant at big events Mm -hmm. and whenever we were leaving like she would pull out pen and paper and we would be like all right what did we what went well what didn't go well, what do we wish we had done, mm-hmm. and what did we forget? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was, we didn't bring enough pens for mm-hmm. the order for mm-hmm. cheats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need we need to have extra batteries for, for the microphone, um, mm-hmm. for the clicker that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like little things. So it's just like, I'm always going, moving in the right direction. Yeah, and yeah. That is very liberating. Every time you tell your story, every time you tell your story, you're going to tell it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more clear. You're yeah. going to tell it differently for that audience. You're going to experience it differently. Yeah. I have um, people who tell me, like, I, I could listen to you talk for hours. Yeah. Like, especially when you're storytelling. And the, and the secret to that storytelling is to put yourself back in that moment and right. actually live it. So, like, even on my podcast... Like I get into my stories. I mean, you can't, I mean, unless you go to YouTube and watch the podcast, but you can't see me telling the story, but you can certainly feel Feel me telling the story. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have to say, you've got an absolutely beautiful voice for speaking. You're (laughs) so um, listening to what you've, what you've been saying. um, There's, there's two things that I would love to get your, your opinion on. First of all is the saying yes without overthinking it what's your mindset around that and the second thing is also a mindset question it's that point where you pulled out the piece of paper to say what would we like to improve the next time what's your mindset around that when it comes to looking at it about improving for the next time as opposed to beating yourself up about what didn't go so well this time so the first question how to decide and wrap your head around you know like whether or not you're going to say yes or no yes um you need more information, I think. So I always say, like, if somebody, let's just say somebody approaches you and says, hey, would you be a speaker, like, in my private community, come on to my podcast, speak at this event that I'm hosting, it's virtual, it's in person, you know, you might be like, oh, my God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't, I, like, you're just basing it off of one question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have, have a meeting with that person and talk more about the event. Mm-hmm. Not about yourself, okay? Because we're going to take you out of this. You're really an expert talking on a particular topic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you need to sit down with whoever's hosting the event. The like you and I had a conversation over in Facebook DMs, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like you could set up some Zoom meetings and tell me more about the audience. Tell me about the event. You know, so you're gathering information. So that's going to make you start to feel a little more comfortable. Yeah, for sure. You're not guessing about like what should I speak about especially when the host says well okay so just send me like your topic and like what they'll learn from it it's like you are by having the pre-event meeting you're going to have the information like I already know what the problems the audience is having I know what how my expertise is going to tie into this I know what the call to action is going to be Mm -hmm. so you're already going to feel a little bit more empowered yes so that will help you say yes Yes. And I'm going to encourage everybody who's listening to this, say yes before you think you're ready. Yes. You do not need to be 90% ready. Yes. You just need to say, I'm going to do my first. 
Yes. I'm going to do my first. So the second question about the mindset around after the event, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I always want to get better. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not the sort of person that says, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, there, I have had some some flub ups in my speeches. Oh, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. But I don't dwell on those. Just like, OK, I won't do that again. Mm-hmm. I'm always learning from those moments. And like, OK, so how could I be better next time? Mm-hmm. So one of the most popular questions I get is what was your best speaking event? Okay. And my answer is always my next one. Oh, okay. Because always because I'm literally using my past experience to make the next one even better. Yeah. So I I just look at it as like you know like hey sister like when her and I are like you know doing our debrief basically like what could we do next time to make this easier for ourselves to appear like more professional, like hence, like not having enough pens, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. having the batteries. Cause I literally think I had left the event to go find batteries and I hadn't left the parking lot. And my sister's texting me saying you're on in 10. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have time to go find them. So we just had a workaround. Yeah. Yeah. I gave her a look or something and she just like advanced the slide. Either that or I was up there and you know, like people don't even notice because they're just so drawn to you or they're looking at the at the slide that you can literally walk over to your computer and just hit advance. Yeah. Like there's always a workaround. Yeah. Um a theater comes into speaking as well, like how to draw and you know, move the audience's attention, you know, like so that you can do certain things. Right. But okay. Always, I'm always like, you know what? I did my best. And there's a human aspect as well. You know, people understand that you, if you need to move the slide on, something needs to happen. It doesn't just, it doesn't just happen automatically, you know. So if you haven't got the clicker, you have to press the button. Yeah. And if you don't mention it, it, the audience doesn't know. Yeah. So a lot of the like little flub ups that you are probably like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Your audience didn't even notice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you forget to say something, your audience has no idea that you forgot to give that particular tip mm-hmm. or forgot to tell that story. They've no idea. If anything, they are in the audience and they are admiring the fact that you are up there sharing mm-hmm. your story, sharing your solutions with all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think what we forget is if it's our topic, we do know it better than anybody else in the room. And I think... Mm-hmm. Certainly from my, I've, you know, I've thought about this quite a lot over the over the years. And I think one of the things that certainly from my perspective never helped was the fact of having to do it in educational settings or school. And it was such an artificial setting and everybody kind of knew the same thing. So everybody did know if you <laughs> if you messed <laughs> up. But when you actually get into the real world, it's so much easier to do it because, you know, you are talking about something in real life for a real reason (laughs) you know it's not just some sort of artificial setup so I think what you were saying about saying yes and having that pre-meeting that's the reality check I suppose from you know I would think you know you're grounding that a lot more in your reality rather than thinking about it as some abstract concept of like oh I'm going to be a speaker it's like well what am I going to talk about with your people in this situation in this event well, I can do that because it's something I know about and I'm here to help you kind of thing. So that's, you know, I think when we talk about 
concepts like speaking or writing a book or getting our message out there if we if we leave it in the abstract that's that's when we pile the pressure on yes exactly and think of think of how proud you are going to be of yourself after you say yes after you do the event after you do the event not after you say yes (laughs) (laughs) but i think saying yes is still a big deal especially if you've never done this before yeah it's like oh my god i said yes Okay, so the fact that I said yes, now what do I have to do between now and the event so that I'm setting myself up mentally, mindset-wise, you know, preparation for the event? Yeah, absolutely. So let me start thinking about that. So again, we're always moving forward, moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's about knowing your knowing your own pattern. Are you somebody who needs to be well prepared in advance? Are you you get your impetus from the last minute? Or, you know, once once you know your own patterns, you know what you need to do to to make it work for you, I guess. Absolutely. Just be aware of those. I used to get so nervous the night before, like I wouldn't sleep. Yeah, yeah. I would not sleep the night before I had to be at a speaking event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just, that was one of my patterns. Yeah. And so it was something that my sister had said to me, you know, basically, she in a very nice way, she just said, knock it off. <laughs> and, you know, and then... It, and then I show up at the event and it's like, I did sleep, you know, it's just like you teach your body how to respond to certain situations. So me not sleeping the night before, that was just a pattern. It was just a habit. Mm-hmm, it was almost mm-hmm. like, well, I'm speaking tomorrow, so I'm not supposed to sleep tonight. Exactly. Like, exactly. Who said that? Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, and then, and then just have fun. Yeah. Have fun up there. Enjoy speaking enjoy sharing your message that will it's it's really going to help you so can you tell me three things that you enjoy about speaking then when you're saying have fun what is fun about it if somebody's still kind of on the fence and a bit nervous about it what what what's fun from your perspective about it well okay so if i'm having fun the audience is going to have fun yes Yes. that's also probably my belief yes (laughs) but they're also like it, it comes from like, so I took some modeling classes and part of the modeling classes, you had to take like these, um, how to, how to do commercials. And right. I always remember the guy who was teaching us about commercials, you know, you have to be 150% into that emotion in order for the audience or the viewer to get 75% of it. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. When I am sharing the story, the sadness, it's like extra sadness so that the Mm -hmm. audience like, so they can feel the sadness, they can feel the joy, whatever it is. So if I'm having fun Mm -hmm. telling my story, you know, and just like the the hand gestures and just playing with the audience and eye contact, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. all fun. The mm-hmm. audience is going to be like, wow, like I, like I enjoyed listening to this woman for the past 45 minutes. Yeah. That's what I want them to feel. Yeah. I want, I, I, I also, and this is something that I do with, with all of my clients is I make them decide like, what kind of a speaker do you want to be? Mm-hmm. So one of mine is I want to, I want my audience to feel like they're having a chat with their friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yes. It's a one-on-one conversation between me and each person that's in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, you know, I'm very casual. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what I what I'm doing like right here with you. Yeah, I'm get, like it's like we're having this great casual conversation. Now imagine this with like another fifty, seventy five, hundred people. Yeah, I want yeah. everybody in the audience to feel like I'm just talking to them. Yes, 
that's a really good tip. And I was just actually thinking while you were speaking, I mean, this is obviously an audio podcast, but we can see each other on Zoom while we're talking. And Laurianne is definitely visually practicing what she preaches <laughs> because I'm in rapt attention here just looking at her, <laughs> looking at her animation. Her. And <laughs> I can't help it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think when I first kind of like started uh, started doing more virtual events, the best compliment I ever got is somebody was like, you have the best eye contact. Right. Okay. And, like, oh, and that was an audience member. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's like, so if you're speaking virtually, look in the camera. Yeah. Because yeah. that's looking into somebody's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us again today. And thank you on behalf of everyone who listens to this episode because very generously shared a lot of knowledge and tips and your experience with us. So I'm very appreciative of that. Can you remind us how we can find you online and get in touch with you for help crafting a speech or any any other speaking advice that people need? Yeah. My website is speakandstandout.com. I am very active over on Instagram and I also have my own podcast called Be In Demand Mm -hmm. and I do have a special, um, a special uh, PDF that I think your audience would really enjoy. It's called Take the Stage Okay, and I'll make sure that that you have the right link to that. Absolutely, yeah. Because Mm -hmm. some great tips on how to really like, you know, like here's how to own the stage when you finally say yes, which is going to be very, <laughs> very, very soon. soon <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you very much. Yes. If you check the podcast description, I'll make sure there's all the links that you need for getting in touch with, with Lorianne ESAP. Before we finish up, normally at this stage, I ask my guests how they build the business owner, but I asked you that already last time. So I had to come up with a brand new question, especially for you. (laughs) So so my brand new question is, do you have a favorite business book recommendation that you can share with us, whether it's about speaking or business in general, growing an online business? What would you recommend we read? I've read so many books. <laughs> um, I really have. I'm going to go with something that's a little more recent be, and because I also think it's very basic mm-hmm. and we should never overlook basic and easy. Definitely and not. And I would no. say that's Alex Hermosi's mm-hmm. books, $100 million leads, $100 million offers. Part of what I like about him, he writes very, very simple. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very easy to understand. He doesn't use a lot of, you know, I'm going to say like college type words, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and he's fun. I think he's fun to listen to. Right. Okay. He'll also like, I mean, I do follow him on Instagram and I, one of the other things that I like about him is that he makes me think differently. Yes. Lovely. There are certain people like Alan Weiss. I have traveled across the country to go hear him speak for even just an hour. I love the way Alan makes me think differently right okay well so those those are a couple i will put a couple of links in the description as well to your recommendations so i always love a good book recommendation although goodness knows i don't need any more books to read Too. Oh, my pile is getting nice and high, definitely. I remember I once thinking, I wonder if, if, if I had paperbacks and I stacked them all, would they be taller than me? <laughs> it's like, 
Probably. Yes. (laughs) Probably. Well, thank you very much once again. And thank you for joining us both on Taking It Personally. I'll speak with you again next week on the podcast. But until then, enjoy your business. Bye for now. Thank you for taking it personally and spending this time with me to talk all things business mindset and entrepreneurial leadership. I so appreciate your desire to have this conversation and join me on my truly heart-led mission. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you and your success always. So join me next time to talk about what we can do by taking it personally.